Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well today. Um, glad to be back on uh, this this afternoon. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment of my FBS College Football Breakdown Series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS College Football level. In this segment, I'm going to be continuing with the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who last season went 4-8, and 3-6 and six in the Big Ten. <clears throat> Nebraska uh, went through a, a rough stretch, to say the least, um, last season and in the past handful of years. Uh, it's unfortunate that alum Scott Frost just couldn't get it done. Uh, it's just you always want to see alumni have amazing success at their at their old stomping grounds and it just, it just wasn't just wasn't the right fit right time obviously and just didn't work out um, and since then Nebraska has brought in Matt Rule to be the head coach and I think this is potentially the best hire of the entire uh, coaching cycle as uh, coach Rule has been there and done that and restored multiple programs and uh, he now has an opportunity to restore a program that we all know has some amazing history. And I, I, I personally believe Nebraska is a sleeping giant. We've seen it before. We've seen what they can do. I think it's going to be amazing to see what Nebraska can do with NIL in the future with some of the uh, prestigious alumni that they have that I know are going to be more than willing to give to the program give to athletics and just see this thing flourish and i think i really think with matt rule in charge it's not a question of if but when this happens so going into the breakdown now nebraska plays at memorial stadium which seats 85,458 they continuously have over 90 90,000 plus in their stadium uh, it's the sea of red. I mean, it, it, you, you, I guess you'd have to live under a rock if you're a college football fan to not understand what Tom Osborne Field at Memorial Stadium means to college football. Um, Nebraska has a historic um, track record for the NCAA record home sellout streak, which began in early November of 1962. Absolutely phenomenal to think about just how how this has gone over 60 plus years and 389 games now selling out. Um, there, there's not a better group of fans in college football than Nebraska. There's only some that equal. Um, Nebraska is as good as it gets from a fan perspective. And, and that's why I firmly believe it's only a matter of time before Coach Rule and that staff get this thing really going. I think this year they get back to a bowl game. We'll get into that. Uh, which I think is great progress considering uh, where the program has been the past couple years. I mean, of course, fan bases need to be realistic about these things. And and, and I'm sure 95% of the Nebraska fans will be very realistic about this. They understand that it's going to take a little bit of time to get this thing fixed, to get it going to where they want to get to. But there's no reason they can't go to a bowl game this year. Uh, looking now, uh, uh, coach on the rise within the program, uh, somebody that uh, I feel is going to do, has a real opportunity to move up to the next level. E.J. Barthel is the running back coach at Nebraska. Um, I, I know him recently from his time at, at Connecticut at UConn uh, this past year. 
did an unbelievable job with the backfield at Connecticut, uh, along with Jim Morris' staff. I, I, I do a lot of work with UConn, um, so I've followed him and very closely. Um, th- this, this, this running back group last year, they had multiple starters hurt, had to play a ton of freshmen, and they did an amazing job getting almost 2,400 yards rushing and 18 rushing touchdowns in 12 games. Averaged nearly five yards per carry. Got the six wins in a bowl game, which was a phenomenal feat. Um, before that, uh, Coach Barthel was with the Carolina Panthers as a coaching assistant. There's the connection with Matt Rule. Um, and then 2019, he was the running backs and recruiting coordinator at William & Mary. 2018, he was the running back coach at Howard. 2017, recruiting coordinator at Penn State. 2016, he was at Temple as a director of player personnel. And 14-15, he was at Rutgers Football Operations and Recruiting. Uh, he also played at Rutgers for three seasons from 03 to 05, transferred to UMass for two years in 06-07, and then <clears throat> played uh, professionally for a short time, was with the New York Giants, then played in the UFL. Um, so he's got plenty of experience. He, he worked in the pri- private business realm, um, so he's not just somebody who's just been coaching. He's been doing a lot of things. Um, but Coach Barthel, I know how much he was loved by the UConn football players. I can speak to that um, just with how much those players, especially the running backs, loved him. They, that, that he, was, he was like a father figure to them, and I know he's going to do some great things here at Nebraska, and I think it's only a matter of time before he uh, moves up the ranks rather quickly. Uh, looking at Nebraska's 2023 schedule, they open up uh, Thursday, August 31st at Minnesota, that pr- primetime game opening opening uh, day. Uh, it'll, I believe it's on Fox, I want to say. They could play at Minnesota. Then they turn around, they play Colorado, one of the biggest rivalries in, in college football. And Coach Prime coming to Lincoln will be we, – we know what that's going to mean. That game's going to be on Fox. It's going to be prime. Primetime television, it's, it'll probably be a spectacle. Then they play Northern Illinois. There's a history of Nebraska and NIU um, in the years past. So NIU returns a lot. They have some really good players coming back from injury, so it's not going to be an easy game. Uh, Then they play Louisiana Tech, who's much improved. They host Michigan. They go to Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, at Michigan State, Maryland, at Wisconsin, and Iowa. Like I said before, I really firmly believe that this team gets a minimum of six wins. I, minimum six and six. I, I, I firmly believe that that Nebraska gets to that six-win plateau mark and gets into a bowl game. I personally think they win seven or more games, honestly. Um, but but like I said, I think they really, really get back to a bowl game this year. Now looking at position-by-position position breakdown, uh, starting offensively, Nebraska fans will be excited to see new quarterback Jeff Sims in action. The Georgia Tech transfer for Brides, a QB who can take shots down the field when needed while also giving them a great dual threat option. Sims should thrive in new offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield's offense. Um, it's Coach Satterfield, they're going to want to establish the run. They got some really good running backs. They got a quarterback who can also run and do some things. Play action is going to be really good uh, for Sims. And company, and uh, he he can throw the deep ball. He's got a nice ball, really good spiral. I, I'm a fan of his. I thought he did well at Georgia Tech, considering the circumstances he was under. He was one of the bright lights on that team. 
And I think Nebraska fans are really going to enjoy him uh, just because of some of the things he can do. But I think it's – I don't want to ever say going back to the glory days. I don't I don't want to paint that picture. But I think he, he provides that type of look as a quarterback that could remind Nebraska fans of some really fun times. Uh, the running back core has three talented backs that provide the Huskers – with one of the more experienced groups in the Big Ten. Anthony Grant, Gabe Irvin, and Ramir Johnson will split carries and all bring something different to the table. Really good group of backs there with a lot of experience, which is huge for what this offense wants to do. <clears throat> the receiving core brings in some big-time additions. Uh, wide, receiver Billy Kent, wide receivers Billy Kemp from Virginia and Josh Fleeks from Baylor pair well with returners Marcus Washington and Xavier Betts. And then tight ends, Eric Gilbert from Georgia and Barrett Limbertritt from Notre Dame pair well with returners um, Nate Borkire and Down. So they have some good pieces returning, um, but especially Eric Gilbert at tight end from Georgia and Billy Kemp from Virginia at wide receiver are big additions for this offense. Give them uh, some good threats to move the ball down the field. Kemp is a pretty explosive guy, and I'll get to that when I talk about special teams. But he can really provide a deep threat for this offense. And Gilbert was just stuck in a in an amazing group of tight ends and is now here at Nebraska where he's got a great opportunity where <clears throat> the Cornhuskers will run two tight ends almost every play with what they're going to have now. Uh, the offensive line returns multiple starters, uh, right tackle, Bryce Benhart and left guard uh, Turner Carcarin, among others, return. Right guard Nordine Novell Nolil uh, returns from injury. And then center Ben Scott comes in from Arizona State and will start right away. And then offensive tackles Jacob Hood from Georgia and Tyler Kanak from Utah provide great depth as well. A deeper unit this year uh, for Coach Raiola on the offensive line projects really well with what they're going to try to establish from an offensive standpoint. <clears throat> Shifting to the defense now, uh, new defensive coordinator Tony White is bringing in a new 3-3-5 front, which will allow Nebraska to display speed and aggression. And, and they're not just going to run a strictly 3-3-5. They'll do 4-3. They'll do 3-4. They'll mix, they'll mix it up. They just want to be able to confuse teams which I think is big for them because I mean there's talent on this defense they just haven't ever since they've joined the Big Ten they haven't had the level of defense that you would expect and now this year they could have a pretty decent pass defense they just got to get uh, a pass rush and, and I think they'll be able to, to do it with the different alignments that they're going to throw out there uh, to confuse teams like I said finding a consistent pass rush will be the first task uh, defensive tackle Ty Robinson anchors the group and is joined by N Noah, or Nash Hutchmacher and Texas A&M transfer Elijah Judy. And then the defensive end spot has a ton of talented options. They're just a bit inexperienced. There's, there's talented guys there. They just haven't had as much time. Uh, the linebacking core returns leading tackler Luke Raymer, who had 86 tackles, and Nick Heinrich returns from injury as well. Uh, the additions of MJ, MJ Sherman from Georgia and uh, Chef Borders from Florida are massive, or Chief Borders, sorry. Uh, Borders could play a huge role as an edge rusher coming in from Florida. 
Uh, the secondary returns intact and adds a quality transfer. Um, with the 3-3-5 alignment, now some of these guys might play in some different spots compared to where they have been in the past. Uh, but cornerbacks, uh, Quentin Newsom and Malcolm Hartzog, it, it's one of the best duos in the Big Ten. And then uh, safeties, Isaac Guilford, Miles Farmer, who had 73 tackles, Omar Brown and Marquise Buford all have great experience, and you'll see those guys mixed in at safety, nickelback. They'll play all over the field. And then the addition of uh, Corey Collier from Florida provides great depth. He, he could honestly step in and be one of the starters at safety. Uh, very, very talented player. Then looking at special teams, uh, punter Brian Bashini returns, as does kicker Timmy Bleakrod. Uh, Bleakrod will be challenged by true freshman Tristan Alvano, who was a local high school star, won a state championship in Nebraska with a game-winning field goal. Um, a lot of he's got a he's got a really good history, uh, and and somebody that I know Nebraska fans are really excited to see. And the return game gets a huge upgrade from Billy Kemp, um, like I said earlier, who starred as a punt returner at Virginia. Had almost 400 punt return yards last season. So he's a big-time addition. Like I said, he's a playmaker. He can really do some things with the ball in his hands. Uh, final analysis now. This is my opinion. Uh, Nebraska hired the right man for the job. Uh, Matt Rule turned around Temple and Baylor. So it's scary to think what he could do at the sleeping giant that is Nebraska. I, I think once they get NIL figured out, which they're going to, that this is a storied program, with a rabid fan base who is ex who is more than passionate and more than excited to be able to get this team back to where they want to get to. I think it's, like I said, it's not if, but when this thing really turns around. Lots of changes have been made in this, uh, in this proud program, uh, but they will be back before we know it. I think hiring the right man for the job is what they, what it really boiled down to. And I think coach rule is absolutely that guy. Um, he did it at Temple. He did it at Baylor. Uh, these are places that are tougher to win at than Nebraska historically we've seen. Um, there, of course, with the shifting landscape of college athletics, um, it, things have changed. And things have changed in college athletics since Coach Rule left and went to the Carolina Panthers. So, I mean, there are some new things going on that, that he, will, he will be able to handle and it won't be an issue. I just don't want fans or college football fans alike to to question Coach Rule based off of his time with the Carolina Panthers because the NFL level and the college level are completely different things. This is a coach who has been there and done that and pro has proven that he can do this at the highest level. And, and, and I think this is a home run hire. I personally think it's the best hire of the recruiting cycle there, there might only be one that I put on par with it with Jamie Chadwell Liberty, but from what it means from a national perspective, Coach Rule takes the cake there, uh, especially in the Big Ten West. I, granted, the divisions are probably going to be going away with all the shifting in college football, but this is a team moving forward that has set them up, set themselves up really, really well to do some special things. So. Hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. One of the favorite things that I do every year. Love doing this. Please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast. And then give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.